Good morning, everyone. As Tamil said, um, yeah, it's it's good to be back. 2019 was when I was here last, and just following or during that time, I was getting to know Jonathan. Um, little be known to me that we would actually get married, and um, so we got married in 2020, which you know what was happening in 2020. Um, so our mar- wedding looked a little bit different than what we had always planned, right? Um, and then during our wait for Jonathan's documents, God gave us a gift of a child, and we returned in 2021 as a family of three. So you can bet that my neighbors, who had no contact with me during that time, <laughs> were quite surprised. <laughs> um, yeah, they're like, I often got, I didn't know you were pregnant. <laughs> I was like, well, I wasn't while I was here. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's been a joy um, now serving as a family of three and figuring out what that looks like. Um, life looks very different than as a single woman on in ministry um, now to what God is calling to us, calling us to as a family. Um, we won't. We'll share some glimpses as we open the Word of God together today. Um, but we just encourage you to come on Thursday to join us for a little bit more of a sharing of everything that's going on in Portugal, how we can continue partnering together um, better in the global church. So, yeah, it is our privilege today. We're going to open the word of God to 2 Corinthians 5, 11 to 21. And I will open up the word. <laughs> um, Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God. I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not condemning ourselves to you again, commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us so that you may be able to answer those who boast about our appearance and not about what is in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all. Therefore, all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God, was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors of Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him, we might become righteousness of God. So in this text, it talks about reconciliation. So let's define it. So what is reconciliation? 
according to Strong's Concordance from the Greek, it is an exchange that is restoring to favor um, atonement or reconciling or reconciliation. This means that we were once in a relationship with God and that it has been broken and it has needed to be restored. The scripture makes it clear that we are made to be in relationship with God. In 2 Corinthians 1, 19-22, we have a vivid picture of what sin did to alienate us. Um, Colossians, sorry, 1, 19-22. Um, between us and God, but we praise God that he has a way for us to be restored what has been originally broken. In Colossians 1, 19-22, it says, For in him all the fullness of God we please to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of the cross. And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present your holy and blameless and above approach before him. So in this picture, it doesn't make sense right away why this is a picture for reconciliation, but this is a picture of our neighborhood, where our church space is. So the space where our church family is, not our church, right? The church is the people that meet there. Um, but when we were looking for a new space for the church to meet, we were asking God, where are we to be? Um, we, we were trying to find places, everything that was open, was down at the bottom of the city. So where we minister is the place is called Masama. And down at the bottom of the city where the train line is, is where all the churches are. But our thrift store and where the church has been is up in the north part of the city. And we were just like, God, are we supposed to move? Like, there's no place here for us. But we just had this sense, wait, this is where you're supposed to be because the church is not here. <laughs> um, and so God, it was a really cool way of how God showed us where this, um, this space was and just gave us so much confirmation. Nope, here is where I want you to be. And so we moved in a year ago in June. So a year ago now. Um, and what this represents is many families that need to be reconciled. There's lots of people watching, and each and every one needs to be reconciled with God, with or without religion. Okay? Do we hear, do you understand what I mean by that? There's people that have religion, but are still not reconciled with God, if we believe that we're only reconciled through the blood of Jesus Christ, only Jesus. Um, and so here we're, we're just praying um, that people with religion or without religion um, would come and be reconciled. Um, so in Portugal, um, they have been taught that they are far from God, but have not been given truth of how to be reconciled. Um, because without religion, or with religion, we need, again, reconciliation. So in Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, um, yeah, we are, is it up there? Sorry. Okay, so it says, you, and you were dead in trespasses 
and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that is to now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and in the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Um, so right here is a picture, oh, next slide, sorry, of uh, Fatima. And Fatima is a pilgrimage where um, it's a real spiritual place in Portugal. Um, people have their prayers there, or they think that their prayers will be answered there. We have indulgences there, um, people paying to light a candle and, and hold before a saint um, that they might receive favor. So many have been, many have felt the emptiness of religion um, and have turned away from it and lived for themselves. So in conversations of we've had, uh, we continue to hear a common thing that people believe that there is something beyond religion. And by, <clears throat> but they are unaware that it's found in God of, in the Bible. Since the religion of the country claims to use the Bible as well. So we're saying we have to recognize our need for reconciliation, but we all know that this is a, a work of the Holy Spirit. Um, each one of us need the Holy Spirit to convince us, right? Um, and so we can't convince anyone, but we can be used. We can make ourselves available. Verse 14 says that we are controlled by the love of Christ. The love of Christ compels us. Verse 15 says, And he died for all, that those who might no longer live for themselves, but for, who, but for him who for their sake died and was raised, our lives are no longer our own. Once we've been reconciled, we are then controlled by the love of Christ to go, to go out. Um, the call of, for all of us is to lay down our lives and follow Jesus. So once you've recognized your, your need, then you are reconciled through the blood of Jesus. Then we are controlled by the love of Christ, and we, we have to, we have to be, go out, right? Um, when, you are, when you finally recognize the love of Christ, what he's done for us, can you hold it in? <laughs> if, we ha if we can hold it in, then we need to sit longer at the cross. Amen? Sit longer at the cross. Look at the cross and see what he has done for us. Um, compelled by the love of Christ means giving up of everything. Our lives are no longer our own. I think sometimes we can compartmentalize. And the call to follow Jesus is, my life is Jesus's now. Um, I'm even challenged when it's like, well, I want to leave a legacy. But what's the legacy we want to leave? Is it the legacy of my name? What, my name? Joanna? Joanna's remembered? Like if, I'm really sorry. I'm really bad with names. If I've seen you already this morning, I'm forgetting names left, right, and center. But if you'll, you'll give me this. I, I pray often, Jesus, don't let them remember my name. Let them remember your name. Hmm. So being sent to Portugal... Honestly, it looks, it's a beautiful country. It is, you could easily be distracted by it. 
There's beautiful beaches. There's great food. The history, the agriculture is just amazing. But the challenge is that we need to build relationships. Building trust and ultimately trusting the Holy Spirit's work in when it seems that there's nothing happening because it is a hard ground to plow there. And, yeah, and, and like Joanna was saying, like we had to be compelled by Christ to stay there and continue going, continue sharing who Christ is. So it is easy to assume that where people are at um, or take offense in how people respond or lack of response. So again, we need the love of Christ that compels us to go out. I'm going to give a quick couple examples. One, most of, most of you might know this, um, but it was how God called me on, to Portugal in the beginning. I did Trek, which was a 10-month missions program with Multiply. And I had done missions trips before, a mission trip before, and since the God was calling me to one location, and then in Trek, you don't know where you're going in those first two weeks of training. And in those first two weeks, I just sensed God saying, open your hands. Open your hands and trust me. And in those first two weeks, I slowly opened my hands and said, okay, God, I trust you. And he led me to Portugal. I had to find out where Portugal was, first of all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had no idea it was in Europe. And so I looked it up and, okay, we're going to Europe. Was not what I was expecting. And they speak Portuguese, not Spanish, Portuguese. Um, and so all I simply said to God was, I don't want to waste these seven months. Show me, show me your heart. Show me your heart. We're still in Portugal. <laughs> so you can bet God has showed us his heart. Um, in last summer, so the next picture is of some kids. Um, we were doing a summer activity. It was going great. We were just trying to make connection. We had just moved into the, like, had a location again, and the church hadn't been growing or connecting with people. So we're like, let's just put on a whole bunch of activity. So every Saturday we were there. We are just having some fun. We had different short-term teams come. And then we had Christmas program following up with those connections, and we shared the Christmas story. January, none of those kids came back. February, none of those kids came back. What's the next month? March, none of those kids came back. We had our child, who is, um, he is here, you'll see him. And we had two from another family that were already part of the church. And the other family says, are we supposed to keep doing this? And we were praying and just like, no, we're supposed to be here. The door's got to stay open. Kids got to hear. Kids got to hear. And we've been sharing with lots and lots of people at the thrift store. Hey, we're having a kids activity. Come on out. There's lots of kids, right? So it's like, God, where are these kids? And finally, three, four months later of doing this without any kids from the neighborhood, these two kids that are playing keyboard with one of our little guys get dropped off. And they had never even heard the story of creation. And so we had the joy of sharing with these two kids. They're just, they're from Guinea-Bissau a year ago. They're still learning Portuguese, but with their little bit of Portuguese, I was able to share about creation. Um, and so praise God, we keep the doors open, but it had to be compelled by love because without love, we were getting a little discouraged. <laughs> without the love of God, we were kind of like, okay, yeah, let's just, let's just shut the door on this one. Um, maybe there's a different way. Um, but, but God, 
kept the doors open. <laughs> Next slide. So we are sent out with the message of reconciliation. And in verse 18 and 19, all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting us with the message of reconciliation. So we have been reconciled to God through Christ. And now as ones who have been reconciled, we are entrusted with the message of reconciliation. And now we must go out to be compelled by love. We must go out to share this message. Verse 20, therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. So we are ambassadors, ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. Um, maybe some of you remember me telling you about a story of a girl named Katerina. I've been walking with her since 2017. She came from a religious background, um, but died not the kindest man, and yet he was very religious. And, and so she wasn't too interested, but she was very interested in practicing English. So we met for practicing English, and we ended up sharing our stories and just having a chance to walk with this young woman. Um, just before I left, she ended up, meet, like before I left to get married, she ended up meeting someone, and Bruno was not from a religious background and not interested in Jesus. Um, but they were they were dating. She would meet with me once in a while. I kept in touch with her. Um, and then when we got back, we had them over because we wanted to get to know Bruno, and she wanted to meet my family. And, um, and so we just had a sweet time of fellowship in our home with them. And the second time we met, um, Bruno actually had some questions for us about Christianity. And to our surprise, um, after watching YouTube shorts, he's also very, um, he was atheistic, science-minded as well, all about science. He was actually walking with Jesus, as in he, the way he asked the questions, I could tell, like, he's a believer already. Like, this is crazy like how does this happen it's only you know the holy spirit that moves through you so it was a great um <laughs> it has been a great walk with this couple to see um how they've been impacted by christ and now they're the ones going out with the message to their friends and to their family like an example i would give would even be um he was on the metro and um he met an old friend like just randomly and he told her that I'm a Christian now and to her surprise like what do you mean you're a Christian I was like yeah and also I want to apologize for how I've offended you or how I've wronged you in the past Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> so sorry um, so Bruno's even like teaching us like how the love of Christ could compel us even more and how yeah, even just as like a new believer how you can just have the love of Christ in you in just a real simple way.
Yeah, so please be in prayer for Bruno and Katarina. Um, they're, they're on mission, um, and they're up against quite a lot. So please be praying for them. Um, yeah, it's been a great encouragement to us. Um, Jesus left the 99 for the one sheep, right? He would, he would go the distance for this one, these two. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we just want to introduce you to our, our team. Um, we work with many others as well, um, but this is the leadership of the Port MB Portugal Conference, um, which consists of one church and the site church, which we've been leaders of the site church. Um, we have Markish, Pastor Markish and Selma, um, they're from Angola, and I should start from left to right, sorry. So Raul and Alicia, Raul is from Colombia, and Alicia is from Peru, and they have one daughter who's not pictured here. Then there's Pastor Markish and Selma, who are from Angola. They've lived in Portugal most of their lives, and they have three girls. Nadine is a colleague from Germany, and then we have Bruno and Inej, a Portuguese couple, and then ourselves. And we just want to bring them before you, um, asking you to pray for them. Um, if you come on uh, Thursday night for the cafe, you'll hear more. Um, but just be in prayer for our brothers and sisters who have been reconciled. They've been reconciled to the living God through Jesus Christ, compelled by love. They're laying down their lives daily and going out with the gospel. Um, so please, please be in prayer. Um, we are 1% evangelical in Portugal. Um, so when we, when we bring back news of our brothers and sisters in Canada, it is a great encouragement um, as well when teams have come, a great encouragement to a church that seems so small, but we were reminded that we are a big family, a big family. But there's others that are still needing reconciliation here and there. Um, so we just want you to be encouraged. If you've been reconciled, then now you are entrusted with the ministry, the message of reconciliation. We cannot be quiet. Amen? Let us pray. Ah, Jesus, thank you. Father, Holy Spirit, you are good. You are good. You have gone the distance and you are preparing a bride for your son, Father, and we Thank you for the privilege, the privilege of being part of the bride, the privilege of being your children who get to join their father in his work. And we know that there are others that you are calling in, and you said, Jesus, that their harvest is ripe. So let us have eyes to see what doesn't seem, <laughs> sometimes what doesn't seem possible in the physical, but what you're seeing is so different than what we see. Would you remind us of that? Remind us of the finished work of Jesus Christ. And give us boldness by your spirit to be quiet when to be quiet and to speak when you are asking us to. We love you. We praise you. May you be lifted and exalted in and through each one of our lives. For your glory and honor. Amen.